0: In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. The Buchanan City Commission last night censured one of their own. After several weeks of infighting at the commission that began over the suspension and eventual resignation of the city manager, the commission voted to censure Commissioner Dan Viansky and asked for his resignation. The four-count censure language included claiming Viansky made racially charged comments at public meetings, breached confidentiality on city matters, and instances of confrontational conduct. Viansky has denied the racial charges and refused to resign over his conduct. The commission also voted to remove Viansky from the Buchanan Area Recreation Board and the Water Sewer Board. After the meeting, Viansky vented at his colleagues. They ran around. They went all three different directions. They wouldn't answer my question. They want to treat me like I'm a taxpayer. They're not going to allow me on committees. Viansky said he will not resign from the commission and will continue to fight the recall movement that's been launched. Mayor Sean Dennison called the events of the last several weeks frustrating, saying it's made a mockery of the local government and put the community in a bad light. If you're planning to visit the doctor soon, you might experience a longer-than-normal wait time. That's because, according to Corwell Health officials, the rising number of respiratory illnesses is putting them near capacity. Speaking to members of the news media yesterday, Dr. C.J. Gibson, Vice President of Medical Affairs at Corwell Health's West Michigan office, said their facilities are seeing a significant increase in patients with respiratory viruses, resulting in longer wait times at urgent care centers, walk-in clinics, primary care offices, and emergency departments throughout the state. Gibson said they're not yet seeing the levels seen during the height of the pandemic, but cases are heading that direction but I would say that it's pushing us up towards those capacity type levels where we start reevaluating how we deliver care in certain areas. Uh, Because as you can imagine, having that many people in the hospital at once, it makes it more difficult to do the things that you're usually doing. Gibson said, if you're not feeling well, make sure you pick the right level of medical care you need before defaulting to the emergency room. There's a time to go to the emergency department and there's a time to Utilize an urgent care or a walk in clinic. A lot of it kind of depends on what your symptoms are and uh, what you're experiencing. Despite the rise in respiratory illness, Corwell officials are not implementing a mask mandate, and there is no move to limit visits by family members of patients. Officials encourage people to wash their hands frequently, stay home from gatherings if you're sick, and get the flu and COVID vaccines to reduce your risk of severe illness. Southwest Michigan is getting a blast of winter weather this week after a relatively mild December. National Weather Service meteorologist Maddie Johnson tells us the snow that started last night will turn into rain. However, that's not all we're getting this week. We are keeping tabs on a stronger system that is set to move through Friday into Saturday, and that'll bring us some snow chances as well as some very gusty winds, maybe winds up to about 35, 40-mile-an-hour gusts. Johnson says it's too early to say how much snow we'll get this weekend. She notes the winter so far has been quite tame around the region. Looks like Niles, Michigan had a total of an inch of snow in December, and that tied for the fourth least snowiest on record. As you're out there driving today, Johnson advises give yourself plenty of space between vehicles. She adds untreated roads along bridges could be slick at times. St. Joseph City commissioners have taken the final step to allow short-term rental units downtown. At their Monday meeting, they held a second reading on the zoning ordinance amendment to permit short-term rentals in as many as 55 units in the downtown development district. At their last meeting, the debate was over parking requirements for the vacation rentals. Assistant City Manager Emily Hackworth tells us commissioners on Monday opted to not place special parking requirements. What this means is that we can have short-term rentals in the downtown that will follow the parking requirements of other downtown dwelling units as opposed to the parking requirements of other short-term rentals in other areas of the city. The rules for other units only require that parking be provided if a new building is erected or expanded or if a building has more than six units. Ackworth says she's heard plenty from downtown business owners about allowing short-term rentals. Business owners certainly are really excited, looking forward to the opportunity to have more business coming into the downtown. So I think they're really looking forward to see the growth that this might create. Commissioners only heard one comment opposing the downtown short-term rentals and one comment in favor. The new rules take effect in 10 days. Cornerstone Alliance is going to address housing issues in southwest Michigan with a new grant announced by the state this week. Cornerstone Vice President of Business Development Andrew Hahn tells us the $50,000 grant from the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Opportunities Office of Rural Prosperity will help the group work with communities to create a plan for housing development and rehabilitation. The most recent studies show a need for housing of all kinds across the county. From single-family homes to things like duplexes and triplexes and quads to multifamily, there's opportunity in the market for all of it. You know, we've actually just commissioned a residential market analysis that we're looking forward to having results for in the coming months. But if the trend lines hold from the most recent one that was done in 2016, there's room for hundreds of new units across the county. Hans says Cornerstone Alliance will seek out four communities in particular to work with and then begin a study. The state this week announced a total of $852,000 in grants for 19 rural communities to help them address issues like housing and health care access. Nominations are now being taken for the Michigan Public Health Week Partnerships Hometown Health Hero Awards for 2024. The Michigan Department of Health and Human Services says the program has been around for 20 years and 10 awards will be given out this year. The partnership's Jim Cavall tells us they want to honor people who are making a difference. The Hometown Health Hero Award seeks to highlight individuals or groups that are doing significant and measurable work within their communities to improve the health and safety of the local community. Caval says all kinds of individuals and organizations can be hometown health heroes. District court judges in the past awarded. We've had a county commissioner back in 2010 receive the award. There was a group at Meyer back about 10 years ago that developed a nutrition labeling system that Meyer pioneered that group also won the award. Past winners have included Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety Director Dan McGuinness in 2020 for his efforts to fight illegal dumping and Southwest Michigan Behavioral Health in 2018 for fighting the opioid epidemic. Caval says nominations are open through the end of January. The winners will receive their awards at a ceremony at the Michigan Capitol in April. We have links for more information and how to nominate at our website wsjm.com. The Miss America competition is happening this week in Orlando, Florida, culminating in the finals on Sunday. Competing for the title is Southwest Michigan's Maya Shuknek. Maya was raised in Buchanan, was Blossom Time's Miss Congeniality, crowned Miss Michigan, and now she's on the national stage competing for the top title of Miss America. Blossom Time Festival President Anna Abdelnauer says she's watching the competition closely and rooting for Maya. Even though we're kind of small on the smaller scale, here in southwest Michigan, we're still pretty mighty. I mean, you know, um, Maya's proof of that. We've got, you know, a very strong candidate now competing for the title of Miss America, and how awesome is that to see Maya do so well. Nauer said competitions like this help young women develop public speaking skills and enhance their personal platform. And I do believe this is all part of, you know, the, what they're learning at Blossom Time and Miss America program. I do believe it's all something that has really helped young women move forward. And, um, you know, anything that anytime you can empower young women to have a chance to be able to compete and feel great about it, it's awesome. Abdel Hauer says no matter what happens Sunday, Maya has done an amazing job representing Michigan, and she has a very bright future ahead. A new national survey of small business owners shows bipartisan concern over high health care costs. According to Small Business for America's Future, 55% of respondents in Michigan do not offer health insurance for their employees because of high costs. Co-chair Shondell Newsom: We know that Michigan is home to over 902,000 small businesses with 1.9 million small business employees representing 48.3% of Michigan workers. So it's a lot. And, 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 you know, just similar to uh, to the state that I I reside in, more than 99 percent of Michigan businesses are defined as small businesses. The coalition also says a majority of business owners say rising health care costs are impacting their ability to hire and grow their businesses. And the Better Business Bureau is warning of charity scams connected to Japanese earthquake victims. Michigan BBB officials say that many people look for ways to help support victims of the natural disaster, but there are also people who use tragedies like this as a way to take advantage of goodwill. They say going directly to a charity website rather than clicking on links sent to you in spam emails or text is the best way to go. Thousands of people are homeless in Japan after a powerful earthquake that left at least 168 dead and dozens missing. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.